Broadcasting live from a secret bunker deep below the surface of the moon, this is Brainworms, the podcast where we hate books and we hate you. I'm Joe. I'm David. And I'm Chris. And we also have, if you remember from last episode, the semi-functional clone of David that we created to take his place. I have a name! We tried to chase him out of the studio with like with brooms and boiling water, and he just won't leave. I have a name. My name is Kane. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Whatever, not David. <laughs> not David. We we can't get him out of here. So so he's in the studio. He's involved. If you had made me proper legs, maybe I could have left the studio. All right? I just think it's creepy the way you skitter up the wall every time we come at you with a broom. It's yeah. weird. And you should be thankful we gave you stumps. You know, we could have given you nothing at all. I wanted to just duct tape you to an office chair, but David said that that was inhumane and we shouldn't do it. And the skateboard didn't work. And the skateboard did not work. That no. was no. just just fell off. It was a bad time. Oh, oh on, a, uh, on a completely different note, who oh was God. who was there was a, there was a person um, like from I, I believe from a foreign country. Who Tony had... Hawk. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? What? No. <laughs> Tony Hawk is, what, is he from, like, Skateland or something? <laughs> I just thought you were going to ask about a skateboarder. Go ahead. No, no, he, he, he was just some guy. I don't recall if he was born without legs or if he had them uh, taken off in a terrible accident. But he, like, uh, he just got around on a skateboard. And, and he was, like, very upbeat and cheerful and, like very successful in terms of people uh, being charitable and giving him money. I have no idea. I don't know. There was a guy who was in Clifton that had lost both his legs and he used to carry a sign around uh, in his wheelchair and it just said, give me money or I'll kick you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's pretty good. And I, I always gave him money. I mean, there's, there's that guy in the movie Kids too, but... Uh... The less spoken of that, yeah, probably. I was about better. to say, let's not talk about the movie, kids. We're going to move on. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. What the fuck? We're delving back <laughs> into the world of the Worlds of Power novelization of Castlevania II Simon's Quest. Jesus, I did not fight my way out of the ice in Canada for this. You know, you, you, you completed your mission. Now you have to complete this one. Like don't 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 make not David more desirable than you by being a bitch. Come on. I have a name, all right? Okay, not David. Yeah. yeah, not David was did did your job very impressively. So if you want Apparently, to go down that road. There was a discussion about us fighting to the death. I well, just think that would be funny to watch. Shirtless. You're you were gonna give me a shirt? <laughs> I, I would also like the fight to be done on the moving spike platform from uh, from Flash Gordon. I was thinking like arms tied at the wrist, kind of knife fight situation, but I, I like your way too. I, I, I support this. You know, we can tie a knife to his stump and yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just, yeah, I, it's fair. It's oh equitable. my God. You just, you I've just gave me chewed, a brilliant I've idea. I've uh, digits. I have, I have, Somewhat like finger-like, flangey-like objects. That's gross. That 
It, well, you didn't give me much option, all right? Well, clearly we're not professional clone scientists, and we may, and we did what we could. Well, we will be professional clone scientists when we perform my idea, which is we nix off not David, we recreate <laughs> him, but we give him knives for limbs. I feel like that's just going to turn on us. Yeah, he's just going to go mad and, and yeah. kill us all. Uh, we're, we're very confined on our moon base studio that we now have, I've decided. <laughs> and, 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 and that's how Cronenberg movies start, and none of us want that. I have fingers now. It'll be fine if we like keep him in a basket and carry him around in a basket. Like Master Blaster. <laughs> No, like, basket case, you dipshit. <laughs> that was a terrible movie, and you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> That's an amazing, terrible movie. It is an amazing, terrible we movie. We should talk about Castlevania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why don't you read chapter six? Well, hold on, we're not doing the, we're not there yet. This is why you're a bad David clone. David knows when the show's supposed to start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not David. I have a name. <laughs> uh, but yes, Castlevania, in which a what we assume to be a teenage boy written by a 40-year-old man who doesn't know what children talk or act like in the in the early 90s was transported to the realm of Castlevania in which he probably acted was eaten like, by vampires. No, surprisingly, we were disappointed by that too. Wow, the two of you are so alike. <laughs> but he proceeded to act like a total jackass and not and go just, into a diabetic coma and and just eat his own way this child has two character character traits he really likes video games and he loves fucking chocolate to the point that it's self-destructive absolutely and to the point that he he stashes it away in hidden areas in yeah. his room. And and when he was told by whichever Belmont this is, Simon, Simon, right? I'm I'm taking you to Castlevania because you're the key to defeating Dracula, which is a mystery on its own. Apparently, I mean the Belmonts are idiots. That's just lore. It's because <laughs> he's an ace Castlevania player, right? Because he's good at the video game. And apparently Simon Belmont is aware of that. Uh, so he stuffed a laundry bag full of Reese's Pieces and Kit Kat bars. Don't forget the Hershey Big Block. And the Hershey Big Block, which I assume was a real product in the late 80s, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, just, like, of all the things that, that they could take to Castlevania, like, oh man, you need me to kill Dracula? Let's, let's, go, let's go get, like, a gun. And then we'll go. Right. I mean, even if you just apply normal vampire rules, you know, like grab some, you know, a super soaker. Those existed then and fill it with holy water or any number of vampire weapons that he could have acquired to take with him. There was no space in the laundry bag for those weapons because it was filled with Willy Wonka dream. That's, yeah. that's exactly what it was. And they, they get to Castlevania, and he just immediately begins eating it. Like, he's not saving it for like when he's hungry. He's No, not... just just Dracula shows up, and, and this kid's just spitting Reese's Pieces into Dracula's <laughs> goddamn face. Because with no hesitation, he just started devouring candy. So his plan is basically to replace his bloodstream with chocolate and make him less appealing to the vampire. 
One can only assume. Um, so that's where we are. If you like this show and you want to be res- be personally responsible for it and all of its <laughs> contents, um, if that's a burden that you want to take on, uh, we'd love to have you over on our Patreon. That's what keeps the show going and buys us illegal clone farms. And $50 donators get a free David clone. You could even have this one if you want it. I have a name. <laughs> Whatever, not David. All right, let's go. Chapter 6. The Seven Deadly Sins. Tim Bradley took a drink of the hot cocoa he'd mixed over the hearth fire of the Heart and Soul Tavern. He just stuffed Swiss Miss into his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so what now, Simon? He said, leaning back into the chair, feeling much better here in the soft shadows of this comfortable inn. The chubby, red-nosed innkeeper, a fellow by the name of Peterson, had treated them to a filling meal of cheese, bread, and fruit. He'd also packed a nice backpack for Simon as well. Those food, food items sound like they would be very expensive. They also sound like they're not chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like in a land of perpetual darkness like Castlevania, any kind of dairy products or, or fruit. produce yeah, would be really hard to get hold of. But what do I know? Yeah, fruit particularly like bread i could see cheese they sometimes make cheese in caves but yeah but most milk bearing animals eat grass it's true but i mean this gets into the fact that if you have a vampire lord that vampire lord does have something of a responsibility to make sure that his food has food that's true so 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 like once every so so he'll 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 look up at the sky and go cooods Open up a hole in the clouds, and a little ray of sun will come in and keep the grass from dying. You guys said I'm the clone? (laughs) Let's move on. He'd also packed a nice backpack for Simon as well. Doubtless they would get hungry during their quest. And even Tim had to admit he couldn't live on chocolate alone. (laughs) I feel like that's progress. Yeah. (laughs) We're getting somewhere. The therapy is working. Simon just keeps punching him in the mouth every time he tries to eat chocolate. Now he's just tired of it. Now we rest, said Simon, munching on an apple. We rest and we wait until nightfall. But why? Tim spluttered on his milk. What? Wait until nightfall? I mean, isn't it dark enough? Can't we start, like, tomorrow morning when that joke of a sun comes back out? Simon shook his head. First, we need rest, but not that much rest. Second, we need energy. Have a chocolate bar. Oh my god, Tim. (laughs) No, not that sort of energy, Timothy. Magical energy. For you see, at night, wraith ghouls emerge from their damp holes. I'll emerge from your damp hole. (laughs) Thank you. He held up his thorn whip. Linda has told me that if I dispatch them with this whip into the dimension from which they came, they will leave behind the energy that animates them, and I, and you, will be able to absorb that energy. Okay, real quick, like, I, I just, I don't know, so I'm asking you guys. Is it like, you don't want to do this when you basically spell out what the rest of the chapter is going to be about at the beginning of the chapter, and then the rest of the chapter is just 
doing what the characters said that they're going to do. No, this book is written for nine-year-olds. Yeah, Chris. In in general, and you know, I I feel like you need to come to sort of understand that the nature of the things that we're reading, the answer to that question is always <laughs> going to be yes. This is something you should not do. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure that was a that was a valid criticism. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I'm softly willing to excuse the book because it's written for actual children. But but no, don't write like that. <laughs> Ghouls, huh? Tim shuddered. So then, what's next after that? You simply follow me. I have been given some clues as to the locations of the body pieces of Dracula. However, we must obtain other magical items to aid us on our quest. Along with the assistance from the townspeople, priests, and others. However, we must be very careful, for the power of Dracula is such that these people may tell us lies. Somehow we must verify their truth or untruth. It's just Perhaps. the plot of Castlevania too, isn't it? Yep, yeah. absolutely. So how does Tim not know any of this? Like considering he's... because <laughs> Castlevania two hasn't been released yet. Oh right, I forgot. You you told us that last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. He's been playing the shit out of Konami's original Castlevania, but he has not played two yet, so he doesn't know that the townspeople will give you false information so you die. Gotcha. Although discovering that organically as part of the story might have been a little better than just spelling it out. Yeah, well, you know, this is, again, this entire series, these Worlds of Power books, are sort of like backhanded strategy guides of a sort. So, I mean, they're just, you read the book and then you know how to play the game. Sure. I guess was the idea, but very clunky. Yeah. <laughs> like what did they expect you to be exposed to it first from the books and then go play the game or like, I guess so. I don't think Nintendo really gave a shit. Right. Yeah. No, N- Nintendo, the, the makers of the video games were very hands off to the extent that they didn't give the world's a power team, any kind of information about the series. Um, and we get into this in the the first Worlds of Power book that we did a little bit. They they just signed the check and said, "Yeah, do what you want. This is fine because Scholastic was a reputable <laughs> publisher." So the writers of these books just had to speed run the games and then write the best book they can. I, how much you want to bet Nintendo didn't even give like the writing team Nintendo's and the games? Like, no, you, you have to buy those. No, yourself. I don't think I don't <laughs> think they did. Oh, oh my yeah. god! I can't imagine they would have. Like, it's such a terrible thing to do. Somehow, we must verify their truth or untruth. Perhaps me might find a magical tool to allow us to do so. It actually, it's got to be a typo, but it says perhaps me might find. Me might find magical tool. I I, I really (laughs) am enjoying the idea of Simon (laughs) Belmont as perhaps me might find magic tool. You are a magic tool, Simon Belmont. He is a magic tool. <laughs> and he sucks at jumping. His whole fucking family sucks at jumping. Well, at least <laughs> that is not David. They get... <laughs> wow. Wow, that's that's just cruel. <laughs> but my upper body strength is terrifying. We bump around in the dark, asking directions, Tim asked, a distinct uneasiness inside him. 
If you like, we may leave now and take what we can of the light. However, in order to get the dimensional energy we need, we shall have to hunt for monsters in the outlying woods beyond. Hey, kid, want to practice necromancy? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, said Tim. I guess I'll take my chances tonight. He tried to cheer up. Hey, should we bring diamonds? Diamonds? Why diamonds? Because, don't they say, diamonds are a ghoul's best friend? Shut the fuck uh, up, Tim. Uh, Simon okay. Belmont looked at Tim as though he were from another planet. And then punched him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which he was, of course. Well, another dimension, anyway. Tim could see that Simon was the deadly serious type who didn't get jokes. No, Tim, your jokes are just bad. It didn't matter. The dude was big, and the dude was brave, and he meant well. But is he... Like, how big is he? Oh my god, this is another big man book! <laughs> oh, I swear I'm it. not doing this on purpose, I swear. <laughs> Holy shit. He was big, and he was brave. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gee, said Tim, laughing. At least Dracula gets my jokes. He doesn't like them much, but he gets them. Simon shrugged and proceeded with his instructions. What you witnessed back on the street was my worst attack yet. Dracula is attempting to control me. However, usually he works in the traditional ways, like temptation. You see... We all have dark sides, Timothy Bradley. We are all mixtures of good and evil. Yes, even Does I... Does Simon want to fuck Dracula? Simon Belmont, hero of Castlevania. It is through this avenue, this dark side, that the spirit of Dracula generally sneaks up on me. This is one of the reasons I need you, to help me fight him off. Not only in the manner you used before, but by pointing out to me the telltale signs of my behavior. You mean, like if you start kicking old ladies. Simon's Sounds really interesting. Eh. Simon's eyebrows knitted with bafflement, but then understanding dawned on him. He did not, however, smile at the exaggeration. Ah, yes, I see. No, I do not normally kick old ladies. This would be a sin. In fact, if I begin to show signs of committing any of the seven deadly sins, warn me. The seven deadly sins. Let me see. What are those? Ah, yes. Gluttony. That's one. Tim took a big mouthful of his cheese sandwich and then dug into his sack for a chocolate bar. Again? Oh God. Lethargy. Tim yawned. You know, I could use a little sleep. Beware, Timothy Bradley. Count Dracula could well be tempting you. Tim blinked, but then waved off the notion. What? Could, you, could you imagine if Tim became a vampire? No. <laughs> he no. would wait for the sun, because you can't eat fucking Hershey bars if you're a vampire. <laughs> it's true. No good die of a chocolate if you're a vampire. Tim blinked, but then waved off the notion. What? Because I'm hungry and a little tired? Simon no, not, not because you're hungry. It's because you won't, you literally won't <laughs> stop eating chocolate. He hasn't stopped eating <laughs> since he came to Castlevania. 
In fact, he only briefly stopped eating since this book started to go to school for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Simon nodded. Perhaps you're right. In any event, the other deadly sins are deceit, jealousy, lust, anger, and blasphemy. You know, I, I feel like that's, I mean, sure, but no, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess Simon can fight with fucking uh, Brad Pitt over what the actual <laughs> seven deadly sins are. It's a, it's a buddy cop. It's a buddy cop film. That is a buddy cop film. A really, really dark one. It's, it's lighthearted. It's lighthearted. <laughs> it, it, hey, you know, it's nice, though. At the end, Brad Pitt gets a nice surprise gift wrapped up in a nice box. It's true. What's in that what, box? Yeah, what, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> If you see any of them creeping into my actions or words, you should. You should. Hit you over the head with a sledgehammer? No, no, that would hurt me too much. Hey, it's a joke. Don't you Castlevanians have jokes? No, they're Dutch. (laughs) What? Um, Is that even a cultural... What the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? That's not a thing. (laughs) Of course we do, Timothy. We are not zombies. Simon cleared his throat. <clears throat> How many vampires does it take to light a lantern? Hey, wow, great, a joke. Kind of like a light bulb joke. I give up. What's the answer? Simon Belmont scratched his head. I seem to have forgotten it. No matter, not important. Thanks, what writer, for, for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, I always appreciate a book that's willing to waste my time. <laughs> what is important, vitally important, is our mission. Wow, thought Tim. Vampires, ghouls, monsters, the seven deadly sins, a quest, danger lurking in every mildewed corner. This was not going to be your average Tim Bradley night of chocolate, popcorn, <laughs> Video games, chocolate, comic books, and more chocolate. Fucking chocolate. This was going to be one righteous adventure. Radical. Well, we I should just, we should stop immediately. Um, <laughs> go agreed. get go get. Oh yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> get alcoholic beverages for the fresh air and sunshine. Uh, uh, get alcoholic beverages. I know. And take a shot this. every time the book says chocolate. We'd be dead in 15 minutes. It's true. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I don't, and I think I might have said this in the last episode too, I don't advocate bullying, but but I kind of want to bully Tim a little bit. I'm just, I don't know if they describe him at all, but in my head, he's Augustus Gloop. No, in fact, he's described as being being thin in the yeah. early, in the establishing chapters. And he has all of his teeth. Surprisingly. Which apparently would change were Joe to have gone to school with this young boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have all of somebody else's teeth by now. That's a thing? I mean, yeah. You, you can not, not really anymore, but once you could get dentures made out of actual teeth. Now they just cast them. It's less ghoulish, I guess. Chapter 7. Ghouls just want to have fun. Shut the fuck uh... up. Simon Belmont snapped his whip. Crack! 
end of the whip hit the ghoul right in the misty stuff that composed its chest. The thing was hurled back a footstep, but then it righted itself and just kept on coming. Simon pulled the whip back, readying it to crack again. Tim Bradley just stood in his tracks, frightened out of his mind. This wasn't just any two-dimensional programmed TV image dot array that could be handled with a joystick. This was a living, breathing, so rotten it smelled worse than Tim's socks monster. Did he just describe a ghoul as living? He did, yeah. Living, breathing. I'm really concerned by the fact that the writer of this book thinks Nintendo's had joysticks. (laughs) I'm more concerned that a 14-year-old's going to talk about dot arrays and, and whatnot. Like, that's... That's not how kids talked. We talked about pixels and yeah. and bits. Like, oh, Super Nintendo 16-bit, you know? That that kind of thing. I don't remember any conversation ever with any kid talking about dot arrays. Class processing. This was a living, breathing, so rotten it smelled worse than Tim's socks monster. No. <laughs> Scratch it's not doing out. either of those things. This was a dead, living, <laughs> oh, breathing that. monster. Wait, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought that Came he was so going to land on it. But... So close, but just walk it home, Tim. Just walk I it mean, home. What, what is alive, okay? Um, things that aspirate at a start. Okay. Now we're going down the rabbit hole of, like, our artificial intelligence is alive. Yeah, that I mean, that does lead to some interesting questions. Like, thus far, I would say that, uh, you know, any definition of life would have to include basically two things, well, three things, breathing of some sort, aspiration, um, eating of some sort, and reproduction. Like, I, I would say those are basic fundamentals of life. That's fair. But by that definition, you could actually say that fire is alive, mm-hmm. and that's a weird kind of hole to fall into as well. So, um, one thing is clear. Ghouls? Mm-hmm. Not alive. Not alive. Not breathing. Not breathing. The thing was about seven feet tall. Its gray skin hung down in tatters, revealing bones and worms beneath. Its popping orbs looked like the eyes of a long-dead fish. But when you looked closer at the grim thing, it got worse. When you looked closer, you saw that the thing was only half solid. It seemed to be composed half of flesh and half of gray smog lit from within by an unearthly glow. John Carpenter. No, it's it's a wraith ghoul. It is a wraith ghoul, yeah. It's a wraith ghoul. Still very much unalive. Not alive, wraith ghoul. I just realized I said David Cronenberg earlier, and I meant John Carpenter. <laughs> ah, well, you know, it's, it's kind of appropriate for either. You yeah. know, you know, a book is really entertaining when when someone's reading it and you just start rehashing things that you said like thirty minutes ago. I mean, to be fair, that's kind of my brain. No, no, no. I, I get you. I was just making the point. Regardless, <laughs> this book isn't very good. Simon's whip unfurled, catching the thing again. This time, squarely in its skull face. Why does Tim need to be around for this? So he can absorb the energy. Duh. This time, the whip had instant effect. An explosion like an M80 going off in a garbage can sounded out. 
Shivers of energy-infested ectoplasm radiated around the whip's end. The now whole drink creature it. shook. Drink it, Tim. Thin with a bright <laughs> shimmer, it seemed Sprinkle to it wrench away from existence. <laughs> As though some kind of hook had come out of nowhere and dragged it into a black hole, leaving only its outline behind. The outline turned into a dazzle that glittered over Simon Belmont like fairy dust. Did, Simon like, shivered. And his eyes got wide for a moment. DMT. (laughs) (laughs) And then he recoiled his whip around his hand and nodded toward Tim. Ah, yes. Energy. Already I feel recharged with vigor. I am ready for another. (laughs) (laughs) Now you kill one. (laughs) Just pretend it's made out of chocolate and try and eat it. I think Simon just had an orgasm. Yeah, he really likes killing undead. Yeah. Loves if, it. I, if I do think point... that he's he's on he's on something as well. Oh yeah. If it's... yeah this, he's he's looking at the machine elves right now. <laughs> if at some point in this book, like Simon doesn't punch open a wall and eat a turkey out of it, I'm gonna be very yeah, disappointed. The, the the book will have dropped the ball if, That's if true. Simon doesn't eat wall turkey. That's true. <laughs> the long-standing tradition of Castlevania that I am not willing to let go of. <laughs> well, good for you, Simon. Me, I'm ready to go back to that safe, warm tavern. Tim wasn't serious. He knew that he had a job ahead of him that he had promised to do, and he wasn't the sort to weasel out of his commitments. But all in all, he would rather be back in the tavern, sipping hot chocolate, than fighting ghouls in the middle of a dark Castlevania night. Oh my god, <laughs> They'd finished their dinner back at the Heart and Soul. The innkeeper had wanted them to eat more, but Simon had insisted that too much to eat and drink would make them tired and heavy for tonight's action. Just a little catnap would do, he insisted. And that was just what they'd had, too. Catnap. Right there on one of the benches of the tavern, right beside two tavern cats. Fortunately, Tim's allergies weren't acting up, so he actually managed to go to sleep despite all the excitement of the day, and all the excitement yet to come, and all the caffeine in all the chocolate bars he devoured. (laughs) You know, at least it was addressed. You know what? At least it was addressed. I I think that's important. I I just think it's funny that, that it's like, Tim had allergies. They weren't acting up. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was actually about to comment on that too. What's up with these books? And like they're because like the, the description of the Wraith Ghoul and Simon like that that was exciting. If I were 10, I would be like, this is cool. And then immediately diffusing that action with bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, he needs his chocolate. Right? <laughs> what was this writer just like really hungry when they were writing this book? I think this is how he thinks children think. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that all of this is for a reason. They're establishing that Tim is really into chocolate. They've established that Dracula is a tempter and will like try to get to you and make you do the wrong thing by providing you with what you want versus what is good. And I think that at the end of the book, Tim is going to have to choose between chocolate 
and doing the right thing. So it's a well, Chekhov's gun, except every scene the writer is like, hey, see that gun? There's a gun over there. I, I wonder if somebody's going to shoot that gun. Hey, you see that gun? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think, uh... We also have to remember that Dracula is physically injured by puns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Huh. Yeah, we cannot forget that. That's very important. Yeah, to the in story. the in the last episode that not David was reading, uh, Dracula took possession of Simon, and Tim defeated him by just punning. We were all very upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um, it, I I don't know. It's just like if I, if I was about to begin writing a book and I knew ahead of time that like the climax of this entire story is going to come down to the protagonist choosing between good and chocolate. <laughs> like, n- just no. Like, no, like, there, there, there's nothing you can do to um, make that awesome. Yeah, like, I, it is, again, it's a children's book. Like, I could see you setting that up and writing it well. In fact, I believe there were there were young adult novels in the 90s that I remember that kind of had that. Like, there was a kid that everything he touched turned to chocolate, if I remember right. Yeah, there was, like, a, the chocolate touch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that could conceivably be done. I can't remember if that booker was good or not. I was 10. But this writer is not. And, and it's a castle vein. Just have him fight Dracula. It's fine. <laughs> Let's see. Must have been blah blah blah, and all the caffeine and all the chocolate bars he devoured. It must have been all that warm milk he'd drunk. When he'd woken up, it was dark outside, so he figured it was time to go. However, the sun was still up, even though it was low in the sky. They spent the remaining minutes warming up their muscles with exercises. Simon had prepared himself by sitting very still with his legs folded under him. Tim had prepared himself by eating a bag of M&M's. I was about... Simon's voice brought him back to the present. There is no time for loafing in warm taverns, Timothy Bradley. Look, here come two more ghouls. You take one while I deal with the other. Finally, that kid's gonna get murdered! Um, Does anyone else find it troublesome that Simon Belmont has employed a child soldier? Um, deeply. Well, n- well, actually, no. Yes. Well, no, Joe. Because when they're the protagonists, they're heroes, not oh, child right. soldiers. That's fair. That ex- that makes it all okay. Yeah, history is full of of heroes that aren't child soldiers. Is it though? No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> sure enough. <sighs> Coming out of a narrow alley like two gravestones with arms, legs, and bad attitudes shambled two ghouls. They hissed harshly, (laughs) opening mouths filled with sharp teeth. Long claws reached out to rend and tear at their victims. Rip and tear. All in all, it was not a pleasant sight. And then they dumped out a bunch of Reese pieces and (laughs) killed Timmy with it. Tim Bradley lifted the sword that Simon had given him just after they'd arrived at the inn. He would have preferred a gun. However, 
Simon Belmont had informed him not only of the fact that there were no guns in Castlevania, but that even if they were imported from another dimension, they wouldn't work here. That's convenient. Gunpowder <laughs> didn't wait. explode in Castlevania. Well, wait. No, wait, no. Doesn't that imply that the chemical processes inside of Timothy's body are would also be modified? One would think. Like, the, the implications of gunpowder not functioning, and I'm not a chemist. If you if you if you're knowledgeable about chemistry, feel free to jump in in the comments. But I do feel like if gunpowder doesn't function, then there are some implications. Things work on magical principles here, Timothy. Simon had explained, and also on the moral laws of good and evil. This is why I am very good, and Dracula is very bad. It I mean, that doesn't sounds like, say that. It, it sounds like something that someone that's very bad would say. That's true. <laughs> David, it, it, David, you, you made that up. I'm not that good. No, or it's... you're too good. Yeah. Uh, Shit, uh, my clone is outing me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! We have an evil twin situation. Who? Which one do we shoot? <laughs> oh God, we have to choose between like an evil person and an asshole. <laughs> Wait, which, which, of us which is one's which? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> anyway. Now, Tim Bradley didn't have time to worry about the niceties of ethics and moral philosophy. He had a snarling creature to deal with. The ghoul bore down on him with surprising speed for something that looked like it was going to fall apart at any moment. Tim swung the sword over his head toward the creature, but somehow missed. Where did he get a sword? Simon gave it to him. Off camera. The metal sword crashed down on the cobbles noisily. Yeah, he says, you know, Simon gave it to him just after they arrived at the inn. D- did That's I miss not important. that? It's it's important that I mean you you did, but it was an afterthought even in the book. Yeah, it's it's important that we know that he's allergic to cats, even though his allergies aren't propping up right now. It's not actually causing him any trouble. But having a sword, yeah, we can hand wave that. Yeah. <laughs> Crack! Sang the song of Simon's whip from behind him as the hero dealt with his ghoul. You know the the writer just spent all day thinking that that little phrase up. The ghoul's razor-sharp fingernails reached out and ripped at Tim's jacket. The whole arm was torn. Yow, said Tim. My mom's going to kill me. My whole arm is torn. (laughs) (laughs) The ghoul just snarled and pushed its outstretched hands towards Timothy Bradley's throat. You rat! I hope you have a mom, because that's who I'm sending you back to. Ew. What? Ew. What? That's weird. I mean, I guess guess the implication (laughs) that the ghoul's mother is not alive anymore. I hope you had a mom. Your mom is dead, and this makes you sad before I kill you. I'm going to hit you so hard, you're going to shoot back up your mother's vagina. (laughs) Go to your womb. (laughs) Go to your womb. Ugh. With all his might, Tim lifted the sword and swung it toward the spot where Simon's whip had been so effective on the last ghoul. The thick, pitted blade sliced into the mist skin, and immediately sparks flew like a blowout in a spiral galaxy. As he watched with astonishment, the ghoul slowly faded away. 
Before it was completely invisible, it was yanked from its existence on this plane, leaving behind only its outline. This outline hovered, shimmering for an instant, and then, like a tiny piece cut from a whirlwind of light, it flew up the metal of Tim's sword. It felt as though he'd stuck both hands into an electrical outlet. Energy. How does he know what that feels like? He might have. I mean, I did that when I was a kid. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I did it too. Right. Energy coursed through him, but without a buzz, and it felt like his hair was standing on end. He also felt as though he'd been jolted awake. Is Tim Elric? <laughs> Goodness, he said, blinking as he turned to Simon. That, that really packs a wallop. He felt as though he'd just run a mile and then drunk a quart of Gatorade. Refreshed. He'd never run a mile. I feel like somebody just changed my batteries. Man, cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you see. Now we have sufficient energy to deal with the next part of our mission. Which is, pray tell? Asked Tim, barely bouncing on the balls of his feet. I feel like Hyper Tim... (laughs) <laughs> Hyper Tim is the worst possible outcome um, of everything. Yeah. <laughs> According to Linda Entwistle, first we must locate the rib of Dracula. That must be his funny bone. He sure seems to have lost it. Shut the fuck up. Gosh, he uh... felt alive and buoyant. He felt like he could conquer the world and then play two hours of touch football in the evening. Yep, that's definitely cocaine. That's, yep, uh, yeah. Tim. You're on cocaine. <laughs> you know, all things considered, like, all you have to do in this world to get a shot of cocaine is to kill, like, a shambling ghoul, and then you just get all this energy. Not a bad trade-off. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, That's all I would do. Like, <laughs> I, w- I would be a monster hunter. You yeah. would be Simon Belmont. I do wonder, though, if you have to, like, after, like, an hour, you have to go kill another ghoul, or you just end up in a really shitty bad mood. Mm. <laughs> what if, what if, like, each ghoul you kill, you <clears throat> you, like, like, okay, so, like, killing one ghoul gets you an hour-long buff, but if you kill a ghoul, like, two minutes later, you'll still get the hour-long buff, but it'll be on the on the, like, when the first one ends. It extends the cooldown, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, so, so, like, so you just keep killing ghouls for like a day, and then you have like twenty. You have like so so many hours of of being jacked. No, that's that's not how it works at all. Well, not in the real world, but this is magic. <laughs> also, I'm I'm really hoping for the reveal that, uh, and I I know it's not coming, but I'm hoping for the reveal that these wraith ghouls are actually just the like innocent populace of Castlevania. And they're just effectively mass murdering the entire population for the equivalent of a cocaine high. We wondered earlier if this whole story wasn't a demented hallucination by Tim. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Tim is actually murdering the kids in his school right now <laughs> <laughs> with with a sharpened pick. Like that. It's just running around with like a pencil and uh, an ink pen, and he's just murdering the shit out of his fellow students. Melted chocolate all over his little (laughs) hands. Yeah, this is a satanic panic-esque warning about occult video games. And chocolate. And chocolate, yeah. A a bully stole his chocolate and it sent him over the edge. 
Yes, perhaps. She said that we would receive a clue as to its whereabouts from the central signpost in the middle of Castlevania. Simon's face <laughs> twitched. First, though, I seem to be hungry again. Perhaps we should go back to the Heart and Soul Tavern. There we can eat a decent meal. Sounds so interesting. Eggs it's almost as if we did it five minutes ago. Yeah. Eggs and flapjacks, I should think. Oh, yes. And cake with whipped cream. And apples. Lots <laughs> of apples. And you can eat your chocolate, and then we can wash it all down with yards of foamy ginger ale. And then we can eat sausages and jams, and then perhaps the we can think about it? dessert. It's, 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 it's gluttony. It's, it's yeah. cocaine. <laughs> 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 yeah, gluttony for sure, yeah. This sounded good to Tim. He was always hungry. He could do with a couple of Cadbury bars, if only to celebrate his victory over the ghoul. Oh my god. <laughs> I take like... Like, but then he caught himself up short. This was the sort of warning sign that Simon had told him about. Wasn't gluttony one of the seven deadlies? His stomach rumbled. Still, some pancakes would be awfully delicious. No, he told himself. This was why he was here, to help Simon resist temptations, not fall to them himself. He had a responsibility to fulfill, and he meant to do just that. And then he ate some chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Some M&Ms. Mm -hmm. He kicked Simon Belmont in the butt. Not real hard, but firmly enough to wrest his attention away from treats and sweets. <laughs> how Ouch, how metal Simon. would it have been if he just kicked him in the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> just slap him straight in the face. And then Simon strangles him with his lip. <laughs> Ouch, said Simon. He lifted his whip up, turning a look of anger and minutes on Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you strike me, mortal? You see, do it. you're even do starting it. to sound like Dracula. God damn it. Simon's mouth dropped open. Yes, you're right. And so you kicked me upon my nether parts. <laughs> what? What? Simon patted <laughs> Tim upon his shoulder. Excellent. Maybe he did kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Already Linda has guided me truly in selecting such a fine fellow as you. Linda. Linda. Tim felt a stirring of feeling. Mm. He really liked this guy. In his nether parts. Mm. <laughs> when Simon Belmont had a good thought about someone, he shared it. He was thoughtful, sincere, and honest. So what if he was a bit unhip? He had his own brand of cool. The fuck are you talking about? They're gonna <laughs> yeah, kiss. Yeah, like it's I'm getting the book. They're, they're gonna the kiss. They're, oh, they're, cool. they're it's like the kiss. bathroom it's... scene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Any time, Simon. Tim looked down the intersecting streets, deserted now, all wrapped in night and eerie mist. Well. We'd better be going to that signpost now, right? The question is, which way? Right, my true friend. The way to the signpost is no problem. Follow me. And Tim, trusting Simon to show him the correct way, followed. You can make anything sound creepy if you read it right. That's yeah. <laughs> I defy you to make Tim eating chocolate sound creepy. Challenge accepted, sir. <laughs> Chapter 8. The Signpost Good grief, said Tim Bradley, gazing upon the thing with a mixture of awe and bafflement. 
This is the weirdest signpost I've ever seen. As I said, Timothy Bradley, things are not the same here in Castlevania as they are in your dimension. Boy, I'll say. The sign was normal around the edges. Its stand was of wood, solid oak from the looks of it, and the frame was wood as well. However, it was the image inside the frame that was weird. Clouds, said Tim. It looks like just a muddle of clouds. I feel like I'm looking into the twilight zone. He looked over his shoulder. Is Rod Serling hiding anywhere around here, by the way? Because, like, definitely every ten-year-old in the 90s knew who Rod Serling was. Yeah. Twilight zone? Cultural reference. But what good is it going to do in our getting to di- getting our directions to Dracula's chest bone? Wow, it's like the writer critiqued his own writing in the writing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm proud of him for that. Just a moment, my friend. Observe. From around his neck, Simon took the leather thong to which was tied the magical ring that had brought him to Earth and to Tim. He picked the ring up between his fingers and it sparkled with this touch. I feel like the whoever, the, Stephanie Meyer, the lady that wrote Twilight, mm-hmm. must have read this book. This is twice now it's talked about Simon sparkling in various ways. It's true. Tim found himself holding his breath with excitement. There was something righteous and glorious about that ring now as Simon held it forth to the sign. As I held aloft my magic ring and sang... I'm sorry. (laughs) The gold and glitter touched the wood. Tim Bradley gasped with wonder. (laughs) The clouds exploded with light. It's really exciting. Tim had to hold up his hand to shield his eyes. There was violet light. Red light. Light of rainbow dazzle. That's my... Uh, My Little Pony name, Rainbow (laughs) Dazzle. (laughs) What's your cutie mark? (laughs) Oh, God, that's going to need some thought. (laughs) Joe could probably come up with a cynical one in two minutes. It's a butt. (laughs) (laughs) On my my butt. Just a butt with, like, a a cutie mark of a butt on that butt? Yeah, yeah. It just keeps going. (laughs) Buttception. Butts all the way down. Just mirrors reflecting mirrors. And then the light faded into a soft and simple radiance surrounding a face. It was a woman's face, and it was the most beautiful woman that Tim Bradley had ever seen. She had eyes the color of the sky at its most blue, and hair the color of honey. Her skin was soft and pure and clean. She was smiling, but it was a smile of sadness, of melancholy. Linda, said Simon Belmont. My wonderful and beautiful Linda Entwistle. You were correct. At night, the signs can become portals into the dimension where you are imprisoned. Entwistle? Entwistle. <laughs> Linda Entwistle. I wonder if Linda like gets up in the morning and is like, man, I really need to get married to get rid of this last name. This is awful. Well, currently she's imprisoned, so I don't know if that's the first thing she thinks of, but it's probably on the list. <laughs> on the list of priorities. Yeah. Like, I want to get out of this dimension of prison and then get married. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So now I'm I'm reaching here, but my guess is is that once they defeat Dracula and Tim Bradley gets sent back to Earth, uh, I'm assuming that he's gonna go handle business with that bully from from the, the first episode. Oh man, oh, wouldn't yeah. it be great if you like he had a whole confident march up to the bully and then the bully just like for two chapters in the book just kicks the shit <laughs> just, out of him. Just houses <laughs> him for two chapters. Yes. Like, chapter twenty one and chapter twenty two are just Tim Bradley yeah. getting fucking wore out by, by was his name Bert, I think his name was or some unrealistic name for a child in the Late eighties, early nineties. Uh, like, like we didn't, we didn't trust the author. He was leading up to this the whole time. Linda Entwistle smiled understandingly at her beloved. I should think that's fairly obvious, darling. But ah, I see that you have successfully brought the hero from Earth here, and my goodness, he is a handsome young man. That's not okay. Yeah, that's weird. not okay. Yeah, don't say that. With fucking chocolate smeared on his face <laughs> and just empty wrappers of Reese's just, pieces just, just stuffed in Just an adult in woman looking at a child and going, oh my, what a handsome young man. Well, wait, wait, that's I mean, that's, that's, that's not that weird necessarily. People do that. I mean, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Well, it's, I mean, um, it, 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 it is supposed to be set in history, right? Didn't people get married at a lot younger age back in well, history? I don't, I don't think that's it, because this writer <laughs> isn't writing from that kind of cultural standpoint. Like he's he's not writing it like he's not d- deep diving into the character of of Linda Entwistle <laughs> and, and deciding that since she's from an era would be like you know fifteen hundreds Romania that. This is how these no, I mean they they were they're talking about way in in the same way that somebody would talk in like the nineteen fifties. Yeah, yeah. Tim blushed. Hi was all he could manage. He has already saved me from Dracula twice, said Simon. And how depressing is that? <laughs> right. But time grew short, Linda. We must seek out the five vital parts of Dracula you have described. The closest, you say, is Dracula's rib. But where is this rib? Linda Entwistle's image shook and quivered as though the sign were a magical television screen and something were interfering with the transmission. There are limits to the power of the ring you hold, my darling, she said. It, too, is affected by the curse of Dracula upon the land of Castlevania. Nine for the for the kings of men. <laughs> When I attempt to tell you the direct truth of the locations of these parts of Dracula, the message is garbled. Therefore, I must tell you indirectly through puzzles and riddles. That's convenient. (laughs) Puzzles and riddles? said Simon, cringing. I am not too good with puzzles and riddles, Linda. I hate I'm very dumb. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dear. I remember how baffled you were when we played such games as children. You idiot. (laughs) However, this is one of the reasons I had you seek the help of Tim Bradley here. Tim, you are good with such brain teasers, are you not? Well, that's what my teachers say, and I do like to do crosswords and stuff sometimes. But I'm not really the best. I don't know why you chose me. 
Neither do we, Tim. No, no. All of us are very confused about this. (laughs) She smiled. Perhaps for your modesty. Now, there are people... A kind of static frizzed through the screen shot with veins of blood red. Different. These will also be told in puzzles and riddles. Stop, said Simon. We didn't get the last part. There was Are an you driving interruption. Through a tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> Linda Entwistle cleared her throat. I said there are people of Castlevania and the surrounding environs who have learned of the whereabouts of these pieces of Dracula. And they okay. know the howabouts to get to them. So it wasn't an actual interference. She just had a frog in her throat. And once she cleared <laughs> that, she was able to easily to give the description. Yeah, okay. And you know what's really exciting in your book to kids is just repeating things. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Somebody read this book. Somebody read this book to get a pizza party. All right. That's, that's yeah. all it was. <laughs> yep. Precisely. You are a sharp fellow, young Tim. She sent him a smile. Tim's pulse quickened. Wow. Forget Carol Jance back home. A guy could really fall hard for a lady like Linda Entwistle. Tim could feel a stupendous crush squeezing in on him hard already. So wait, like, there are some people who know where Dracula's bits are, which means they can help us. Wow, you you great job, Sherlock. You did it. (laughs) You solved the case. (laughs) And none of this is new, and, like, we already knew that we were going to have to talk to the townsfolk to learn things this isn't new information this isn't even really information or entertainment or edutainment (sighs) ah yes of course said simon all good castlevanians would want to rid this land of dracula no true scotsman (laughs) sugar in the porridge All good people everywhere would want to get rid of a vampire, Simon, Linda admonished. However, to protect themselves, these people must deliver their messages in riddles and puzzles as well. Understood, understood, said Simon impatiently. Much as I adore you, Linda, we really need to find out the location of that rib. Man, just a just a silver tongue, that Simon. <laughs> can we, I know I can we hurry? seen you you're great. trapped yeah. in a fucking <laughs> dimension can we hurry of hell. This up? But yeah. can, can you just speed this along? <laughs> <laughs> Simon's trying to push A to skip the cutscene. <laughs> Somebody dumped their charisma. <laughs> what you need can be found, said Linda in Twistle. Where love is joined and Sundays sound. A church. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> how long how long are we going to spend with them like thinking this out? Like how many chapters? This book doesn't value the reader's time. And then, with a flash of colored smoke, the image of Linda's face swept away, replaced by the previous clouds. Where love is joined and Sundays sound, said Simon, scratching. Well now She's scratching. That doesn't make much sense, (laughs) Linda. Love isn't a thing, so how can it be joined? And and, and days don't make any sounds, as far as I know. It's a metaphor, dumbass. Idiot. (laughs) So dumb. All Tim could think was that he was glad this guy had a lot of goodness, bravery, and muscle. At least he's pretty. Mm. 
because he sure didn't have much in the way of brains. I, I feel like that's a betrayal to Simon's character. I, I'm not a fan of Castlevania. Uh, I mean, like, I have, not, not as in I dislike it. I, I haven't even played it. Kane, I feel like to, to fight Dracula, you, you gotta be, like, sharp. Like, I feel like that's a basic requirement. Yeah, but we need to give Simon a weakness to justify the existence of Tim. Yep. And, you know, he dumped he dumped charisma and int, but he did take his wisdom. Yes. Yeah. It's a ranger. He, he doesn't know how to cross the bridge, but he does know whether or not he should. <laughs> she wants us to go to a church, Simon. Love is joined dumb, by marriage, say? usually in a church, he said. <laughs> that's... Well, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Are there any churches close by? Well, actually, there's only one church in Castlevania. It's How convenient. convenient. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the Church of Dracula. I don't know if we should go there. <laughs> I don't know. The Church of Dracula sounds awesome. <laughs> it does, actually. Or I think I went Dracula. there in New Orleans once. They nice. just have anachronistic metal playing. Well, actually, there's only one church in Castlevania. So I guess that must be the one she wants us to go to. You guess? I guess. <laughs> Let's just get to that church before many, any more of these weird ghouls show up. I enjoyed the energy boost, but I might not be as lucky next time with this sword. Perhaps we can get you another weapon. At least you'll have a choice, if need be. A chocolate sword. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, a snicker dagger. <laughs> they started off. Tim looking Got wistfully. Got to be a chocolate dagger. Nice. <laughs> they started off. Tim looking wistfully back behind them at the signpost where Linda Entwistle's face had been. Chapter nine. That's really where the story's going. Is a fight to the death between Tim Bradley and Simon over the affections of Linda Entwistle. I hope so. Dracula's just like, hey, you guys want to? No, okay. And so we just spent a whole chapter for them to walk up to a signpost, learn stuff we already knew, and then they left. End of chapter. Yep. Yes. <sighs> okay. Chapter 9. The Church. The only church in Castlevania proved to be not only the old-fashioned European cathedral type, but a mighty big one, more than big enough, according to Simon, Fit all of Castlevania's citizens inside. That's how the church works. This way, said Simon, gesturing impatiently for Tim to hurry. His footsteps echoed as he entered. The inside was lit by candles. Candles, candles everywhere. More candles, candles, candles it candles. seemed, than on a thousand birthday cakes combined. Up ahead, Tim could see Simon walking down an aisle. The place smelled of candle wax and age, and it all seemed ancient and holy. Tim hurried along to catch up with his friend. The echoes of his own footsteps skidded along the floor excitedly, without the sound of authority of his friends. I, I love how this writer just writes off um, gothic architecture. Just It seems holy and cool. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I guess it paints a picture. Like, I can sort of visualize what this would look like pretty easily, you know? And, Just and I big. consider that a gift, because he could have spent this whole fucking chapter talking yeah. about Yeah, he would have gone full Tolkien with <laughs> this fucking church. What's your favorite kind of architecture? I'd have to say gothic. Mm, 
guess, I mean, just in general, I'm pretty fond of like Edwardian style houses. Sure. Mind you, I have not been exposed to much architecture. Uh, I like anything that has connections to the Victorian era. So a lot of times I like Art Nouveau, decorative, Art Deco, to some extent. Glad we had that talk. It was more interesting than the book. It was, actually. (laughs) Wait up, he called to the hero, and his voice came back to him from the walls like a choir. However, despite his call, Simon was intent upon his goal, the altar. When Simon reached it, he took the handle of his whip and knocked on the wood three times. Almost immediately, a man wearing a gray hooded robe stepped out from the alcove. He walked up to Simon. Yes, my son? I am on a quest, brother. I seek to rid this land of the curse of Dracula. Tim walked up and opened his mouth to make a quip. However, something stilled him. There was something about this place, but especially about this holy man that said, No jokes, please. The monk looked at Simon and then over to Tim. The monster's evil even penetrates the walls of this church. Yes, you can help us, though. Indeed, I shall do what I can, the monk said solemnly. His hand reached back, and he took off his hood. His eyes fairly sparkled with good humor, but the frown on his face showed that he knew well how serious the situation was. We are having a white elephant sale of certain items to benefit charity. Have you sufficient coin that you can buy these things? What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, said Tim. Simon, this must be part of what Linda was talking about. He wants to pass these things along in an indirect manner. Tim rummaged through his pockets and came up with two quarters, a dime, three nickels, and a penny. Just enough. By the time he put out his hand to offer the coins... Simon was already tinkling three gold pieces into the outstretched palm of the monk. Thank you, Brother Simon. The man turned and retrieved a wooden box from the altar behind him. Your items of purchase are enclosed. No, Tim, this isn't... He's not trying to obscure... This is a shakedown. (laughs) (laughs) And and you're a fool. I, I think it's important that the currency that you use... In Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, are hearts, not gold pieces. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, what would the evil penetrates even these walls guy have done if they didn't have enough money? Like, oh, sorry. Guess Dracula's gonna kill us all. Yep. Fuck it. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> Papa needs his, his ducats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, if you'd like to donate to the fund to repair the church roof, I could certainly help you with that. Thank you, Brother Simon. The man turned and retrieved a wooden box from the altar behind him. Your items of purchase are enclosed. The monk handed Simon the box and began to walk away back to the cloisters of the church. Hey, wait, called Tim. What about the puzzle I'm supposed to solve about the next part of our journey? The monk turned around and gazed at Tim quizzically. Oh, you mean the part about where to find Dracula's rib? Tim was astounded. Shh, he said. (laughs) This is all supposed to be hush-hush. The rib, my friend, would be at Berkeley Mansion. You just leave to the right from here, he gestured, 
So and, that was just a shakedown. Yep. <laughs> he, you just leave to the right from here, he gestured, and take Bulgaria Road straight on into Jova Woods. Now right. be forewarned, the paths are very confusing there, but I'm sure you'll muddle through. Tim's mouth had dropped. But, but what about, I mean, Dracula might hear you. The monk shrugged. I'll take my chance. With that, I got, I got three bits of gold. Him. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got fat stacks of cash. Dracula could get fucked. <laughs> this feels like the setup for introducing a new character. Like the paths are are muddled, and you'll never make it through. You need a ranger, or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's not how Simon's Quest no. works. It's just no. going to be Wingus and Dingus clown choosing <laughs> their way through the woods. Although, spoiler alert, the next Castlevania game that came out for NES, you did have other characters. Yeah, they, they kind of realized at that point that Simon was getting a little tired. Uh, uh, I believe it was Richter Belmont, or maybe Trevor Belmont. And I think it was Trevor one. in the third one. Yeah, yeah, because Richter is in uh, Castlevania X for the SNES, which leads into Symphony of the Night. Which is a masterpiece. Oh, I, it's such, such a good game. game. Yeah, such I, a good game. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Symphony of the Night. That's the only Castlevania I've really played from start to finish. Yeah, that's a good one. If you're going to only play one, that's that's a good one. At any rate, we're not there. We're here. <laughs> we're, we're in two. Well, there's a brave fellow for you, said Simon. Now let's see what we've got here in this box, shall we? He set it down Bees. onto a pew. Bees. Bees. Oh, we we paid that priest three gold pieces for a box of bees. This sucks. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you guys need to have a soundboard mm. that will allow you to play Nicolas Cage screaming out, "Not the bees." <laughs> I feel like I should just have that. Oh on a necklace around my neck at all times. <laughs> nice. Tim was still overwhelmed by the monk. Wow, what a guy. Too bad the rest of the Castlevanians aren't as brave as he is. The rest of the Castlevanians don't have the trappings of a church to protect them. They're out in the middle of all that darkness. They we all don't though? have to be. The church was just described as being large enough for all of them. Yeah, why not just hang out in the church? Right, right. Uh, well, it didn't work in Velaki. Uh, <laughs> Simon pulled out a large flask. Let's get fucking crunk. <laughs> Party time. Excellent. Look what we have here, Tim. They have to come down from the cocaine somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't see any weed. So. Whiskey and speed. Yep. <laughs> Great. A canteen of water, Tim said sarcastically. Shut the fuck up, Tim. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like you, you have to be charming to pull off sarcasm. Like otherwise, like no, no, no one likes it. No one likes you. You're an asshole. <laughs> ah, but not just any water," said Simon, holding the flask reverently. It it's couldn't be urine. holy water, could it? <laughs> holy water. Fucking spoiler alert. Damn. <laughs> well, that's all very well and good, but what does it do? 
Tim, you played Castlevania one. It's like your your whole thing is yeah. you you beat yeah. Castlevania nineteen times. It would. This is like if if Frodo like woke up in Twin Towers and was just like, "Hey, what's this thing on my neck?" Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what's it do? Simon seemed baffled by that one. We shall just have to find out, won't we? <sighs> also, Simon don't not mix... know what it. Don't don't mix shall with won't. Yeah. We shall just have to find out, shan't we? Get it fucking right. Right. What else? Simon retrieved two whips. Tim recognized them immediately. They were thorn whips. Long, beautifully crafted thorn whips. Excellent. Yeah, we, we remember Simon. from when Simon had them before. Yeah, the the whole book. Is Simon gonna dual wield whips like a badass? Because that sounds nope. cool. Excellent, said Simon. The battle with the ghouls damaged my other whip. Now I have a new one, and you have another what? weapon, if you care to use it. <laughs> Whipping my whip damaged my whip. <laughs> Using it for its one intended purpose fucked it up. <laughs> I'm just glad that they didn't actually describe that, that the author didn't describe that during the fucking battle. Yeah. Could have added, it could have added done. something, you know? like. Also, again, like, oh man, my whip is damaged. Good thing I have another one right here in my pocket. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what if the church didn't? What if what if they had opened up that box and it was just a bunch of empty candy bar wrappers? <laughs> <laughs> or even just, you know, more holy water, like any, you know, yeah. a useful thing that wasn't a weapon. Yeah, like garlic yeah. or, you know, something else. A turkey. But, Throwing axe, <laughs> dagger. Could have been a whole bunch of shit and not been a whip. Was Simon just going to fucking limp along with his other one? Like, like I got to be careful. This shit's about to break. Well, that's, you know, they, they didn't mention it being damaged before, so it wasn't until they got replacements. That's, uh. that's how that worked. <laughs> I wish my car worked that way. <laughs> I wish my body worked that way. Yeah. And weapon durability just makes everything worse anyway. It's true. I hate video games where your weapons can break. Yep. I don't want to go down the Legend of Zelda path, but that was the least cool thing about Breath of the Wild. It's true. Like even the Master Sword would break. That that doesn't scan. It would eventually fix itself and only be temporarily broken, but it would like break for a minute if you used it too much. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. feel I, I feel like rule number one of magical swords is they don't break. You know, that was a thing in Breath of the Wild. Like, even the really cool weapons that you had to go through extensive quests to get would just break. Yep. Can you repair them? Using shit that's also hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Like, you were actually better served a lot of the time to use the shitty sticks that you picked up off the ground. Because there was at least an endless supply of those. Huh. And you, and you, it, was it one of those catch 22s where you're like, I better save these weapons for when I need them most. And then you just get through the whole game using sticks and you reach the end and like, oh, I, I could have been using the other things the whole time. I have 37 scrolls of Medio. I better <laughs> hold on to them in case I need it. Mm, better save these Phoenix down. Right. <laughs> now we're crossing into different games. What the fuck? I mean, if, if the listeners, don't play the video games a whole bunch. Yeah. No fucking clue what any of that We've is. We've gone down a rabbit hole. We Shut did. up, Matt David. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 
let's climb out of this rabbit hole with my weird recently chewed into existence flanges. Just eat your uncooked potato and let's read Castlevania. <laughs> Excellent, said Simon. The battle with the ghouls damaged my other whip. Now I have a new one, and you have another weapon if you care to use it. Because, you know, a whip is totally the sort of thing you can just pick up and use with yeah. no training. Swords Especially as thing, a weapon. But yeah. Well, I suppose I could try, said Tim. Still, I'm getting pretty good with this sword, huh? Simon no, said no, nothing. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> which, which says everything. <laughs> okay, okay. But I am getting better, aren't I? Simon raised an eyebrow. Tim held out his hand. Just how do you snap one of these babies anyway? Tim gave him the whip. It I just takes practice. <laughs> oh my god, I said that as a joke, and then that's basically what he said. Yeah. It just takes t- practice, Timothy. Practice. You keep on doing it, and that's the way you do it correctly. That's <laughs> not actually that's true. Not. That's I'm, practice I'm, doesn't for for the record, practice does not make perfect. Practice oh. makes permanent. If you're practicing I'm, something wrong, you're just going to continue doing it the wrong way once you've yep. wired your brain. I'm, 10, I'm hours going of to fucking something up still means you're an expert at fucking it up. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go find some birds and convince them to make a nest inside of my skull so that the, the chirping will drown out this book. It oh, just takes practice, Timothy. Practice. Keep on doing it. And that's the way you do it correctly. This is one of the lessons that your video games have taught you, is it not? Did you win the games when you first tried them? No? But I mean, this if is you're different. not a scrub. Get <laughs> <laughs> good. Get good. good. Noob. He's just going to be limply flailing the whip at things. <laughs> no, that's the thing is, is, Indiana Jones teaches us that if you don't know how to properly use a whip, you have just as much chance of fucking yourself up as your enemy. It's true. Mm. No, but this is different. They were fun. Simon looked his friend right in the eye. All of life is not fun, Timothy Bradley. If you learn nothing else from this adventure, then you should learn that. So what else do we have here? I feel like that's a good moral for their listeners, too. Like, if you learn (laughs) nothing else from this adventure, you should learn that all of life is not fun. It's true. Well, I mean, I think I think this this is also an important thing to keep in mind is is that Simon realizes that he is a video game character, mm-hmm. and that the reason Timothy was chosen is because he was really really good at controlling him in the first game, puppeteering him. Yeah. Ugh. That's a dark place to go. There's some, yeah, weird, is it creepy implications. Is it? He has a name. name. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm starting to identify. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm people. Crudely brewed together person, but still people. Uh, is Frankenstein the monster? Or is the monster Frankenstein? See, you keep saying that you're, you're you're people, but I mean, you're a clone of David, and David's barely people. It's true. That's true. That's true. Maybe we're so all the walking who? dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm just saying. There's a reason you weren't used to make the clone. I'm just saying. Simon reached in, grabbed something, and lifted it out. At first, Tim thought it was a diamond. And if it was a diamond, it was the biggest that Tim had ever seen. But then he saw it wasn't a diamond. <laughs> Although it was mostly white, it had streaks of red in it. Tim had never seen anything at all like that in a diamond. It's some sort of same. crystal, he said in wonder, even as it sparkled and shone like a fireworks display. Question, are diamonds crystals? Yes. <sighs> okay, that's all. All nope. diamonds are crystals, but all crystals aren't diamonds. Correct. Crystal is a type of structure, though. Diamonds have a crystalline structure. It's how their uh, molecules bond together. Diamonds are Earl's best friend. True. <laughs> uh, I actually always remember an episode of uh, DuckTales that showed Scrooge McDuck finding coal and then corralling a herd of elephants to step on it, and it turned it into diamonds. And that's, that's one that's, of the ways that he got very right. rich. Okay. You're welcome for that. Thank you. Maybe if you guys would educate me with more than just old cartoons from the late 80s, uh, I'd know more. Look, you know, it was good enough for my parents, it's going to be yeah, good enough for like, you. A whole generation was raised on on that programming, and, and we're fine, so it's, don't even worry about it. Yes, said Simon. And if my hunch is correct, then not only is it a magic crystal. Simon took a deep breath, exhaling with a weariness of the weight of a whole dimension on his shoulders. It is the key to finding Dracula's rib in Berkeley Mansion. And so, I don't suppose you mean the barbecued type, do you? You know, at least it isn't chocolate. At least he's not talking about chocolate. That's so, true. so like, if they didn't have three gold pieces, the the priest would have just been like, "Get fucked." Yeah, and, like, and then, sorry, it, man. Yeah, I mean, he told him where it is, but then he gave him the crystal, but only for the three gold. What if? What if all they had was actually like the the couple of quarters and dimes and nickels and pennies that uh, that Tim had? Then I guess is they it... would have had to kill the monk, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, that would have been a far more interesting moral decision. <laughs> like, like. Like, uh, does killing uh, Dracula justify the murder of this innocent monk who won't help us because he, because we don't have anything for the shakedown? Or, yeah. or if Simon had just looked at Tim and went, "We're gonna have to kill him, Tim. Get your get your sword out. <laughs> Do it. Handle business. <laughs> You're gonna have to absorb his energy too. Here, have some more ghoul energy. It'll make it easier to do this. Tim wept as the priest's blood splattered his face. What have I done? He cried. What you had to do, said Simon. No, 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 no. It wouldn't have been that, because Tim, like, like, it would have been all serious and grave, and Tim's like, okay, he's just a video game character, and chopped his head off. I mean, technically, he is just a video game character. That's true. That's true. But at this point, well, I guess, no, Tim is not, because he's not actually in the game. So. Not unless there's a really, really obscure Easter egg that just no one has found yet. Ever. Because it's never been found. Uh, there's no reference to a Mr. Bradley in Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. <sighs> and there should have been. 
And I actually okay. still have, I'd have to look through, I have like a, a memory box that I still have passcodes from Metroid, Castlevania 2, and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Aww. Nice. I still remember uh, the level skip codes from Disney's Aladdin for Super Nintendo. Weird. That's really weird. I don't think I ever even played Disney's Aladdin for Super Nintendo. It was uh, a fun enough I platformer. I didn't. Anyway. You have to also remember, Joe was like a baby. Super Nintendo came out. That's true. That's yeah. true. Probably played the shit out of that Lion King game that came out. Didn't too. play the Lion King game. You don't have to be defensive about it. No one's judging you. <laughs> what the fuck? Judging you a little bit, but only a little. But not because of the video game. Right. Simon took a deep breath, exhaling with the weariness of the weight of a whole dimension on his shoulders. It is the key to finding Dracula's rib in Berkeley Mansion. And I don't suppose you mean the barbecued type, do you? Simon looked at Tim with total confusion. Never mind. Dumb joke. You should try to be more serious, Timothy. Hey, it was my dumb jokes that drove Dracula off, wasn't it? True. But you lack a certain gravity in your character. Well, I don't feel like I'm about to float off, if that's what you mean. <sighs> this shall be one of my missions on this quest, said Simon. I shall make you a more serious young man. And I, said Tim, will make you have a good laugh or two. Simon grunted. We'll see. He turned and started marching off back to the exit of the church. He should have said whale sea. Tim tried his thorn whip. All he managed to do was knock over a bunch of candles into a baptismal font. Their flames hissed out. Oh, said the voice of the brother, echoing with sarcasm through the church. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Tim wound the whip back up, grabbed his satchel, and raced after Simon. At least he didn't grab Simon's satchel. <laughs> I I like the priest just <laughs> sarcasm. Yeah, priest just throwing put shade upon. is pretty great. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. <sighs> would that would that cost three gold pieces, Mister Priest? <laughs> <laughs> You're really upset about that that currency exchange there. <laughs> Moneylenders in the temple. <laughs> oh shit! Table's getting knocked over. Oh shit! At least he got whips. Why did the priest have whips, is my question. Look, we don't need to ask about what he gets up to when he's not preaching. That's, that's fair. That's his business. That's right. As long as he's not hurting anyone without their consent. Mm -hmm. Chapter 10. A Rib Tickler. <laughs> All right. All right. So... So, 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 so the question, I think the question that we need to ask ourselves. It's going to be okay. God fucking damn it. I'm sorry. I just want to die. <laughs> Can we Imagine just, how not David feels. Can we just enter a passcode and go to the Dracula fight? <laughs> My dog literally came over like, are you alright, man? <laughs> You're a good boy. You're a good boy.
Saved from the incinerator for another week? <laughs> we'll see. Good job, not David. Might kill you in the morning. Exactly. Nice. We, we are going to have to put you back in the shed, though. I don't want to go back in. Can I just stay in this room? Look. No, you'll think you're people. <laughs> Look, we got you I a chew a toy. <laughs> you'll be fine. Give you an uncooked potato to gnaw on. And the play with as well. <laughs> it's a toy and a meal. You're fine. You know, by next week, he's going to have those phalanges really formed. <laughs> <laughs> like a really, really depressing version of of uh, uh, What's-His-Face from Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you need to add some more words to that. Yeah. <laughs> depressing person from Watchmen. Could you be more <laughs> specific? <laughs> <sighs> You know, that one depressing character. <laughs> In you know, that I, very hopeful and optimistic piece of you know, literature. You know, we're, we're through, you know, four more chapters. And, you know, and I really feel like, like Tim's grown a lot. <laughs> Maybe in the waistband. I'm just saying he hasn't eaten chocolate in two chapters. It's true. That, that is, yeah. He has thought about chocolate pretty regularly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not, the, that's not the point. For, like, the first fucking six chapters, he was just stuffing gobs of chocolate into his face hole. And now he's, he's, he's tamped that down a little bit, finding out that gluttony would lead to Simon being possessed by Dracula. So, you know, maybe this growth pattern will continue, and he'll be a better person. You know, of all, of, all all the, of all the great story arcs of history, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Will Ro- Tim learn not to eat chocolate? Robo, Robo, there's like right alongside with Robocop's, you know, uh, Murphy's soul literally waking up from death and re- rediscovering his humanity. You know, it's yeah, yeah, right up there, right up there. I like how your your like high bar of classic <laughs> storytelling and drama is Robocop, and I'm not actually kidding. I. I genuinely love that movie i think it's fantastic and it gets a lot of uh negative impressions that are basically the fault of the sequels and the cartoon and Mm -hmm. the whole like weird attempt to turn it into a children's franchise that happened with basically everything in the 80s yeah but like yeah cool toys though that's true the, the original film, though, is absolutely brilliant. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd buy that I for have a lot dollar. to say. <laughs> um, all right, so that's the end of chapter nine. We may come back to this book. We might not. Hopefully, you're, you derived some satisfaction from this. Again, if you want to be personally responsible for this show and all of its contents, kick us a couple bucks on Patreon, and then it, it'll be your fault. Um <laughs> If you're a YouTube listener, don't forget to do all the things that YouTube likes it when you do. Push the weasel. Push the the weasel. um, Massage the pelican. Click the bell. (laughs) Ring the bell. (laughs) Ring the bell like Quasimodo screaming for sanctuary. Uh, Subscribe (laughs) to our channel. 
If you're listening on Google or Apple Podcasts, leave us a good review because that's apparently also good for the algorithms. And leave us a comment, message us, follow us on your favorite social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sometimes we post things there. And Thank really, you for your time. Just, just talk to us. We're lonely. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. locked on the moon. Yeah, the moon I'm blows. I'm incredibly lonely. Um, we went through half a dozen clones that melted into goo screaming, kill me, kill me, kill me, until we got one right. And this is what we wound up with. I so we're, we're desperate to kill for me, too. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we didn't but you, listen this time. We didn't listen. You didn't melt into goo. So we, you're 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 ahead of the game. <laughs> it's 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 like, you know, resident historical asshole Thomas Edison and learning how to make a light bulb or whatever. <laughs> what? I don't well, know. And we didn't even have to electrocute any elephants. It's true. <laughs> yeah. What's an elephant? <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you if you like us, leave us a comment. I'll probably directly respond to any messages or comments we receive because I have no life. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a happy birthday. And elephants are things that crush coal into dust. And if you do nothing else today, <laughs> don't forget to wash your hands, crotch, and underarms. Yeah. In that order? Probably the, the underarms order? first, so you're not washing your <laughs> your underarms with with crotch. Crotch towel. <laughs> to, to steal an old George Carlin bit, asshole, armpit, crotch, and teeth. That's all you need to wash <laughs> any given day. And you can save yourself a lot of time if you just use the same brush for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And and hands, though. George Carlin forgot about washing your he hands. He did forget about washing your hands. Yeah. Six feet apart. It's true. All right. Thanks for your time, which we have wasted. Have a good day. Farewell. Can't get that time back. (laughs) See you next week. Any copyrighted content contained within this podcast is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. Editing and post-production by David Combs. Art provided by Kane Magdalene. The theme music is HodgePod Number 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon or Ko-Fi, or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app.